The Press Box is here to catch you up on the latest media stories. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker, these guys have the insight on the biggest stories you care about. Check out The Press Box on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? We're back. R2C2, another week. What's good, bro? Well, if you're distracted during this episode, it's just because you're trying to remember who you're supposed to text. Jeez, so man. if if like if for the audience, if they're noticing like, wow, C doesn't seem all there. It's, he's just trying to recall who he's supposed to send a text to. I really am. Like I was just two min- two seconds ago, like about to, like had my phone out about to text somebody uh, and was just like, who am I about to talk to? But I, right. well, you know what? If you think of it, just Fuck. just. Just text them, you know, and let us know when you do remember. That's horrible. um, Let me tell you something, man. Daddy daycare is so much harder than my, 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 you know, paid for career job. It's like, oh yeah, it's a joke how much harder it is. It's a joke. Now, I, I, I was it a hard day? Did you have a hard day, hard week, or something? It it was a hard day, man. It was a hard day. (laughs) It was, it was. I had, I had multiple doctor's appointments today, which, you know, when you go. It, when you take a baby to the doctor alone, it's a task in itself, you know. Yeah. But when you when you do multiple, like it's like you take a baby anywhere alone, <laughs> it's a task. <laughs> That's anywhere. True. That's anywhere. true. That's true. It's true. And like, oh my gosh, I'm walking out, and and I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm like the bag lady. I I, I have like, I, I it, like I I literally. Walking out of the apartment, I've got my like man purse strapped in front, the the uh, diaper bag as a backpack in back. I had to bring a separate bag with potential uh, formula because if the time, if like because of the time I had to go to this specialist, like if he's fine by the way, but like I was like it, I wasn't gonna get back to you know to 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 be able to feed her here. <laughs> Then the schedule's all screwed up because she's yes. going to the doctor in the middle of when she's supposed to be napping. It, it, oh my gosh. But you know what's hilarious to me is I'm in the doctors and uh this uh nurse was very kind and and uh she was like, which all nurses are. I they're literally 99.9% of nurses should immediately qualify for sainthood. Yeah. Um they're just amazing people. But I she she walks in and and I'm like getting Evie ready for the doctor and she's like you know we don't get many dads here and let me say you are knocking it out of the park and I was like <laughs> I was like thank you like I really appreciate that but then I thought about it and I'm like as much as like I appreciate that attaboy and that pump up I'm like it is absolutely criminal that we just take for granted a woman doing all that stuff you know what I'm saying like I- I'm sure. 95% of the women or the people coming in there who are women, she's not saying it's just like expected. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that they're doing it, right? But like if there's a dad there, it's like, holy shit, you were able to change the diaper. You know, like <laughs> anyway, just more appreciation for moms. Oh my gosh, bro. Doctor's appointment, like taking a kid anywhere is tough, but doctor's appointments really like suck, to be honest. Because oh, it's also like you put them in the stroller. It's a cold day. They're in layers. 
by the way, now can you please get them out of the lane? Out of the Trip lane. Them down to the it. diaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, can okay, yeah. you can put them back in. Like, now you're here for a half hour. They probably just went to the bathroom again. Change the diaper for a second time in the doctor's. Like, ay, ay, ay. Nap time. I tried to get back on schedule with nap time. Everly was not feeling it. She was not. Okay. <laughs> uh, she became a part of my production call for the Sue doc. She was uh, she was the fifth member of our call because <laughs> it's just it's so funny, man, because, you know, I had my mom was a stay at home mom. And um, I just I always because of that had such an appreciation for seeing how hard that is, you know, and I know it's different at different ages and there are different responsibilities but it is such a it's such an amazing incredibly you know monumental task that you know i always was sensitive to people like thinking that oh if you're going to a job that's obviously way harder it's like what? No. no it's not no no <laughs> yeah. no not not at all especially when you don't get any breaks you know what i'm saying like uh-huh. if it's just kids all day that i mean that's that's tough that's way harder than any full time job for sure a hundred percent. Van Gundy earlier this season. Did I tell you this story? Mm-mm. So in the beginning of the season, I would, uh, when Evie was real young, I had a lot of travel because like WNBA playoffs is kind of when I'm traveling the most. And it spilled right into start NBA, play, NBA season, right? And one of my early trips with Van Gundy, I'm like, he's like, how's Andrea doing? Whatever. I was like, she's She's good, but it's a, it's been a lot on her alone, you know? Like, like, I haven't, you know, I've been traveling so much. It's been like four or five out of seven days she's been alone within, you know, one month old, two month old, whatever it was. And he's like, let me give you some advice. No matter what city you're in, it's a cloudy, rainy day. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> she, how, what, what's it like there, honey? I don't care if it's 78 in Miami. Uh it's it's kind of a gross day here. He's like, you don't ever act like you're someplace beautiful while she's alone with the kids at home, ever. Or, or ever. having fun. Or yeah, having fun. No, no fun. No fun. No, no fun. <laughs> and, and, like, and now that I'm doing daddy daycare, I could appreciate that even more. Like, Because if she was calling me like, oh, I just had the most amazing dinner. I got a <laughs> massage. I'd be like, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's, let's pull back. But his other thing was, he said when he would get home, his wife, Kim, used to always do this symbol, like I'm punching out. And he was like, he knew like when he got home, he had to be ready to go. Like no matter <laughs> anything he needed to take care of on the road, sleep wise, whatever. Once he was walking through the door, it was time to take over. You know? It's on. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> like, sure. So I don't know how you and Amber did it with four. My gosh, man. That's yeah, just... I mean it's 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 a lot. I mean, you, and it's it's all on Amber a lot, you know. But I was I was the doctor. Like I always took the kids to the doctor because, like, with shots and stuff and all of that stuff. So I was always the going to the doctor. So I understand that pain. But yeah, I mean, having when you have multiple kids, though, especially as they start getting older, they take care of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, not take care of themselves, but they entertain themselves. Mm. Like and it's, they, it's, they entertain each other too. They entertain each other, so it's a little yeah. less work. Um, yeah. But now you know you just turn into an Uber driver, so it just shifts <laughs> as, as they get older. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's the it it's even greater than than the amazingness that everyone portrays it as. Like it's, I, I just love it. Like I love 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 being a dad, and I love my daughter more 
than anything. It's it that is true while also being like, oh my gosh, it's such a it like it's such a, a, it's a difficult job. It's such yeah. a difficult job. It really is. So God bless all the parents out there because you guys are doing you guys are really doing God's work. Um so see, I gotta say, man, ha- have we been treated to some unbelievable football or what? This man, has been oh it's been some good playoff games, man. And, you know, this week didn't disappoint either. Watching the Bengals go into Arrowhead, come back from 18 down, which was crazy, man. I, like when when uh, the Chiefs didn't score at the end of the half, Amber looked at me. She was like, was that bad? I was like, that was fucking horrible. Like, that's going to come back to bite them. Um, just because of the way everything was playing out and – the, the the way that Cincinnati was getting pressure late in the second quarter, like I just felt like if if they stopped them right there, then they would have a chance. And, and man, did they not? Did they they ended up stopping them? Because I thought they should have kicked the field goal. Yeah, they should just yeah. kick the field goal right there. You know what I'm saying? When it was five seconds left and all of that, like just kick the field goal, take the points, and then you get the ball at halftime. Like that was I thought that was the biggest mistake. And I just think like the I think about. The, the Chiefs, right? And and they are so close to being a dynasty, but they just get greedy, cuz. Mm-hmm. Like, like Mahomes that throw at the in, in overtime. Like, like, what are you doing? He's double covered. Like, they get greedy at times. And that shit just been coming back to bite them lately, you know? And when they play a, the smart game, take what underneath and, you know, dink and dunk and, and run the offense, that's when they're at their best now. It's not those big chunk yards that they're trying to get when at you know a couple of years ago and they got these big bombs and all these these big time plays they have to take what what's what's underneath and and they have a hard time doing that and even have a hard time taking points guys like they yeah. wanted a touchdown over a field goal so they get greedy and I think that's what's kind of fucked them in this dynasty like it's it's been crazy yeah you're right that halftime stop because. The Bengals started to, it felt like they were gaining a little momentum, right? The fact that they put up that touchdown at yeah. the end of the second quarter, and you're like, okay, all right. Uh, and then when they, you know, I thought for sure I was like, you know, okay, Kansas City is just going to go right down the field with how quickly they got into Bengals territory. And I understand the desire to get a touchdown because they put themselves in position so quickly in field goal range that they did get greedy. But once once they didn't get in on that uh, whatever down it was, second down play or second whatever. Second down play, yeah. First of all, I was already like, I don't know if you can run another play. You might have to just kick the field goal. But I was like, if you're going to run another play, it has got to be a, a pass to the end zone. No question. For them to, like, you cannot, you cannot not get at least three there. You because you then you're up by three touchdowns, guys. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're up by 21 at that point. Like, no matter, like, you have to kick a field goal. Like, it makes no, it really even makes no sense to score. Like, I mean, uh, it makes all the sense of the world to try to score a touchdown. But then once you don't, and you only have five seconds left, like, it makes no sense not to kick the field goal. Like, you go up by three fucking touchdowns, guys. Nobody's coming back from well, that. Like, well, it was 21-10, right? So wouldn't it have made it 24-10? It was, oh, but I'm thinking it was 21-3. It was 21-10 because they had scored right they before that. Scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They but had still, just scored. But still, they had see, just scored. Of, but still, so so you yeah. still go up by two touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? It's still 20, it's 24-10, you up by 14 instead of 
instead of 11. Like, I don't know. And, just- and, well, and then that, you know, fallacy of the predetermined outcome, but like then that field goal at the end, which tied it, could have been a field goal could to Could have been a field goal to, it. yeah. You never know, you never know. But the point is, in a playoff game, you, you can't, it's one thing if it was like, look, if it was, if it was a, a, a first and goal on the half yard line or something like that, and you went, okay, but it wasn't. And you had to get points there. And and see, I mean, it felt like it had a psychological effect, right? Because the Bengals finally got a stop. And so they go into halftime off a score and a a, a, a very like surprising stop. And I think mm-hmm. I think that changed it just changed the entire momentum. No, I did. And and I, I mean, yeah, it's just weird that like Kansas City gets hurt when they try to be greedy. Yeah. Like that's that's that football team is complete. They had, you know, they played a good game on Sunday, but they just got greedy. And yeah. that's what's been costing them, you know, early in the season, trying to get, you know, two big chunk plays and, you know, score on, you know, four plays instead of having a long drive. Like, and and I think that's what's that's what's kind of hurting them and, and not them turning into a dynasty. Cause now, I mean, you give Cincinnati all this momentum. I mean, you got Herbert. You got all these different quarterbacks, these young quarterbacks in the AFC. I, it sounds crazy, but I feel like Kansas City's window might have just shut yesterday, cuz. Like, that hey. that that could be it, cuz. Like, that could be it. It sounds crazy, but it could be. You know, when you say that, it doesn't sound crazy to me. Because I think one thing I've appreciated more and more as I've, you know, been a sports fan and, and worked in the business is... Tomorrow isn't guaranteed, you know? It's not. And there are plenty of examples where a team got to the brink and you thought like, oh, they're young, they'll get back, and they just don't. Because I'll never forget David Cohn on the field after you guys lost game seven in 2017. Mm-hmm. And he said in Houston, the ALCS, and he was like, yes, this was already... Uh, a surprising season. This was a successful season. You surpassed expectations. But this is still, this was still an opportunity. You still had you still had to two games to win one to go to the World Series. Yes. And and you didn't, and nothing's guaranteed. And I I always think about that because obviously, you know, and you were a part of that group for a couple more years, they still haven't been back, right? And and if you think about it. Think about football examples, see. Think about even the Seahawks, right? I was about to say that Seahawks team. Yep. Right? Like, and they yep. won one, and they won one, and then they got to as close as you can went to winning another one with the you know Russell interception on that ridiculous play call instead of giving the ball to Lynch. They haven't been back since. You know, and everyone <laughs> thought like they got an all-time quarterback, they have a great young core. They haven't the been back. The defense is great, remember? It was yep. the, the the led like the the defense was unbelievable. Like, oh, they're young; they'll be back. They haven't yep. been back. Like, they haven't yeah. been hadn't even been close. Nope, they haven't been back. And I think it's also what makes what Tom Brady did uh, even more impressive is when you see how you another guy that comes to mind, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. Like when Aaron Rodgers won his first Super Bowl, if you would if you would have said Ben like. That guy's never that guy's never won another Super Bowl again. Has he even played in another Super Bowl since no. then? No. Yeah. If you would have said that guy is not getting back to the Super Bowl 
for the rest of his career, you've been like, are you are you Joe? Of course he is. But the reality is, it's just it's not a given. It's just it's not. hard, man. So it's a missed opportunity for the Chiefs because they know that you, they shouldn't have blown a 21-3 lead at home. And you're right, see, the, the, it's not just that. It's that the competition closes in on you. It, it's not just everybody's the same the next year and they have a chance. Chiefs will still be great because they have Mahomes, but these other teams are for real. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not even trying to be funny because they're in the Super Bowl, but Cincinnati is not even as good as they're going to be in two or three years. Yeah, like, yeah. This ain't even like the complete version of them. This ain't even like with Joe Burrow's, like, he ain't even like scratched the surface yet, guys. Like, and he, I mean, I don't know. He, I, I, I mean, I've, I've always loved that dude watching him at LSU. And I just think the sky's the limit for him in that franchise with him and Jamar Chase being able to, to, to do what they're doing and being in the Super Bowl already is insane, cuz. It's insane that they're in the Super Bowl. But I don't think anybody that, like, if you watched them, you was like, ah, oh, they could make this run. You know what I'm saying? But, like, to actually see them do it and see him do it in his second year is crazy. What's the thing that, that, impresses you most about Burrow? I think just his leadership. Like, you can see that the guys like playing with him or playing for him and playing yeah. with him. Um, and and that he just, he don't panic, man. Like, he's out there changing plays, running the offense. Like, he's like, a, he's a vet already, because, like, it's, it's uh, I don't know, he's, just, he's at a different level. And I think you, you can see it right away when he's out there. That's why when people try and like sell me on a Daniel Jones or you that's know, which, what I'll be telling y'all. I know which I was wrong about. Like the great now, maybe maybe he could evolve into a competent quarterback. No, but, but you don't. You can't. A competent quarterback is just good enough to lose, cause like yeah. I mean, you're right. You, you're right. He's the, they, none of these quarterbacks that were just in the, that played this weekend were competent quarterbacks. They were all right. fucking. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. the best in the league. Like. Right. Except for except for Jimmy G, and that's why they fucking lost. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and, and if you look at Burrow, you just watch him, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah, he he he's got it, you know. Like, and and when you have those guys, they win. It's amazing how they, they elevate everyone else. Like, <laughs> they just win, and they turn. You know, they they give the guys around them confidence, and all of a sudden, a a a a, a decent player becomes a pretty good player and a pretty good player becomes a good player and a good player becomes a very good player and a very good player becomes a great player because they're like, I got that guy, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's amazing, man. I mean, and the way it's all set up now, the league, like you can't hit the quarterback in certain spots. And like Chris Jones had, had uh, Joe Burrow a couple of times where 10 years ago, he could have crushed him. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. put his helmet up under his fa- chin up under his face mask and like really hit him. But you can't yeah. do that anymore to the quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. your quarterback, I'm telling you, the quarterback, your quarterback has to be your best player or else your team will not win the Super Bowl, guys. Yeah. Just look at the Niners. The yeah. Niners are probably still the best. They, they're better than the Rams because they just don't have a quarterback that can execute when it's time to fucking put it on the line. That's all it is. But they're a better team than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I will say, very nice job by myself being strategic with my picks. Because if you ask me honestly, remember I said, yeah, I think Kansas City's the one I would have given my four-pointer to. Yep. But I wanted to differentiate to give myself a shot in the picks. I did. The Rams won. Niners lost. That was my four, your two. And now you I don't know. Both. 
I don't know who to pick in the Super Bowl. Like, and, and, know you know what? And I realize, see, we don't have to pick Super Bowl yet until, no, until next, next week. week. Yeah. But the way this, the way the picks are now, C has 13 points. I have 12. So it's up for grabs because what we'll do, like last year, I, I we did, I believe last year, C, we did um, the the game, but then we also did MVP as oh, a yeah. bonus, I think. So uh, we will do a little bonus as well in case we pick the same team so that there's something still at stake. I don't know which team I'm going to pick yet either. But so you're only up one point on me now, so it's up for grabs. It was incredibly frustrating to watch the Bengals still keep running the ball too. Like on first down, like they keep running the ball. Every play was like second and nine, third and seven. And then Joe Burrow was scrambling like a big, you know, a big throw or like a big run. I'm like, stop running the fucking ball on first down. And like, give me a play action or something. Like throw a bomb, but like. They stuck with it, and fuck, it paid off for them. This shit was crazy, man. It was, a, it was a good game to watch, though. You know what's funny? And then, though, when they yeah, when they ran in overtime, they couldn't be stopped. You know, they could then not all of a be sudden, stopped. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the run worked. But they were getting chunks. It, it's very interesting because Mahomes is, I mean, he's clearly has all the tools to be the greatest quarterback of all time. But, you know, so did Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. he didn't win enough to get that title. Tom Brady... That, you wouldn't have thought just like watching him, he'd ascend to that, but he accomplished so much that he made it obvious. Mahomes still has time, but he will look at, like, he'll look at this year, maybe to a lesser degree, the loss against Tampa in the Super Bowl because there are injuries in the offensive line and whatever, but he will definitely look at this year as a missed opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they all will. I think they all will. And they'll, and, and maybe we'll point back to this and be like, that, look at the at like Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Right. Could be. You could. It could be. But that 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 throw and catch that uh, him and Tyreek did like to hook up on that first touchdown. Oh, the sidearm throw like a bullet, and then Tyreek being able to hold on to that shit. Shit was wild, bro. It's crazy. Like, crazy. <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous, cra- man. The shit that he's able to do out on the field is insane, guys. You know what I was thinking about? Like I I'm so into the Bengals right now. Like I. They're really good, and I'm so happy for them and what they've accomplished. And and I I I probably will be rooting for them in the Super Bowl just to see Joe Burrow, you know, finish this off. But this is where the NFL is amazing. Like, how many sports could you have the equivalent of the Bengals and the Rams in the Super Bowl and be yeah. like jazzed up for it? You know, yes, like yes. like if I told you you're gonna have the Reds and the Angels in the World Series, I'm sorry, only the Nobody's dedicated and the dedicated shit. are watching. Yeah. Or even like if it's like Charlotte and if, if in, the, in basketball, if it's Charlotte and Utah. Nobody's yes, right. watching that final. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. And, and it, like we would love it, but like it ain't happening. You know, nah. but this thing's going to get its, you know, 46 rating or whatever the heck it's going to do. And Yo, it's crazy. It, it just tells you what America's sport is now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's football. And they do a great job because it's it's the easiest to watch on TV, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They do a great job. It's a great TV sport. And they do a a great job with the broadcast and the telecast and all of that shit. So they've they've killed it with with the TV and the TV market and being able to to bring it to the to the living room. And it's, it's almost it's a lot more fun to watch it in your house with your friends and hang out and talk shit than it is to go to the to the stadium. I'm telling you. It's the perfect TV sport. Man. It's, it really is. Like, you know, I mean, I still love, I'll always take being at the event 
rather than not, especially if it's a game I really like my team, you know, but football's the one that presses me the most to stay home. Like, especially if you told me a day like yesterday, I could go to one of those games where I could sit home, watch both, not be like, you know, when you're at a football game, there's a lot of downtime in between plays and stuff like that. It's and unless you're in a sweet cast, football game sucks. I'm not even yeah, trying yeah. to be funny. Like if you're not in, like what A Rod did out there, fun, no, man. like what A Rod did out there in Lambo, that shit is trash. It looked cool on Instagram for three seconds, yeah. but he was fucking freezing. Cause how long did shit. he stay out there? How long just did for he the stay Instagram clip? Because yeah. he wasn't he out, out there, there for like. For like Three minutes, maybe, and then he got and his, his face ass was back already fucking red, guys. Yeah, no, man. Oh, he was out gosh. there for five fucking minutes, guys. Five minutes, oh. and then when he and then when he got back to the suite, he was like, "That fucking sucked." Thousand like, percent. I remember one of those games I felt that way is Giants Eagles the year after they won the Super Bowl, post Plaxico shooting himself. When remember they were the the Giants were so good that year. The second the year after they won the Super Bowl, they were even better than the year they won the Super In Bowl. In two thousand eight. Yeah, they were so dominant in that regular season. And then they hosted the Eagles in the divisional round, and they were just, they were awful. And they lost. And I was sitting in like, I don't know, I was sitting way, 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 way up. It was freezing. I took the bus in from Port Authority. I was waiting for the bus after the loss. My toes are frozen. I got sick after. And I'm just like, what for, man? You know, like so you can see on. your Eli Manning, cause that's uh, why. <laughs> I know when your team wins, there's nothing better. When your team loses, you're like, uh, I should have gone. I should have gone to bed. But that's why sports is great, you know, because for all the heartache and the losses, and you know, when you win, it's like that was worth it, you know. Uh, and I'm happy for the Bengals. I'm happy for those fans. I'm happy for Mike Brown and that ownership group. I'm I'm really happy for that organization that they're getting this opportunity. It'll be interesting to see like the AFC North, right? Like the Browns suck. The Browns are the Browns, but the Steelers, you know, aren't ever very far off. You know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna draft a yeah. quarterback. The organization's great. Yeah. Like they'll be back up in a year or two, and then you still got Lamar Jackson over there. Like yeah, it's gonna be a fun division to watch. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the next couple of years, almost like the AFC West where. You got Herbert, and you got the Raiders when they're good, and then you got uh, Mahomes. Like it's going to be—that's a loaded conference at AFC North. Have you ever gone to a Ravens game in Baltimore? I have not. No, I haven't. It's a great atmosphere, man. Is it? It's a great atmosphere. Yeah, there. I've been to their practice facility and checked that out, but I've, I haven't oh, really? been to a game. Yeah, I haven't been to. Oh, a that's game. cool. Yeah, it's a great atmosphere. When I before I transferred to Fordham, I went one year at Loyola and uh, in Maryland, and I went to a couple games, and it was. It was terrific, man. The, just the atmosphere. Actually, if if you remember, there was that like legendarily pathetic Eli performance his rookie year at Baltimore. I was at that game in my Giants stuff. It was um, a lot of legendary pathetic Eli hey, performances. Guys. There was also so, two rings, so, baby. There was two rings. Too. So you pointing that out is not like that's not pinpointing the game. Hey, I'll take the two <laughs> rings from my guy. I need nothing else. Like that's the thing. Uh, As a Giants fan. You've been able to suffer through just how ghastly the last decade has been. Because, because you got two you rings. Had two rings in, yeah. in a five-year period, you know? So it's like, okay, that's all right. I can't – if you're the Jets, it's a different story, you know? <laughs> as, like, as a Giants fan, does it piss you off that Odell's haven't had a good game last night and, like, is back, like, in the Super Bowl or n- – Not at all. I was rooting for him. Not you back know, like, in the Super Bowl, but in the Super Bowl. I, 
I, I don't regret, and I didn't, I, I didn't regret at all, like the Giants trading him. Like I thought, like you know, for the most part, that has, um, you know, that has not hurt the Giants. Uh, Odell has been, you know, for the most part, a non-factor since then. Um, but no, that's a lie. The last eight been, weeks, he's been killing, Kes. Since then, up until this this little, you know, well, that wasn't his fault. His quarterback fucking sucked. Well, he was hurt a ton too. He his was quarterback was trash, guys. His, he, he was hurt because his quarterback was trash. And then <laughs> what, what Siegel put in the group chat, if his dad never puts the highlights out, he never gets traded, and then he's never in the fucking Super Bowl. Hey, so now we got to thank his dad, cuz. But I, but I will say, I root for him. He's, he's, you know, the most talented offensive player in the history of the New York Giants. Man. And, uh, you know, he's a lot, but he's when he's on, man, he's... He's an electric, electric player, and I was actually happy to see him playing so well. Uh, Man, and, he and, was huge, and it made some big time catches, cuz. And, and he has that down the stretch. Was great too, and I'm happy for Stafford too. Stafford at Detroit all those years, and now he gets his chance, and it's like, and it's a good lesson, right? When you think a guy, you know, sit, look, there are some guys who they're gonna win no matter who they're around, no matter what, you know. Steve Kerr talks about this in the NBA. He says there's 15 guys who dictate their circumstances. Mm -hmm. And everybody else, like in Andrew Wiggins, needs the right things around them, and then they can be really impactful. Matthew Stafford's one of those guys. Yep. He's not going to be able to take you to the promised land alone the way maybe a Patrick Mahomes can or a Joe Burrow, or, but he's really good. And if you put the right things around him, then he can, and and it's I for me. See, I'm happy for him that he's getting to prove that. Yeah, I'm 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 happy. Like, yeah, the Rams are a real good like feel good story. You know what I'm saying with Odell and Stafford, and then and then you got the Bengals, the young up and coming team. So for me, I really don't. I mean, I think it's just going to be a great game. It, it and to me, it doesn't matter who wins. I think they both need it. Like, I yeah. think Stafford. It'd be great to watch Stafford get a ring after all those years in Detroit. And it'll be great to see Cincinnati or that that state of Ohio celebrate any kind of championship, guys. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Anything that Ohio can get and and you know get a, get a parade out of it, I think it'd be great. So it's gonna be a fun Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Oh, I can't wait, man! It's one of those games too, and this is kind of how I felt honestly watching the championship games because I liked every team that was left, where I kind of like am able to like root for who's down to make yeah. it a good game, you know, yeah. like, like when the Rams were down, I was like, all right, I'm room for the comeback. You know, when the, when the, uh, the Bengals were down, I was rooting for the comeback, you know, then I wanted the chiefs to tie it up. Then I wanted the Bengals to win it. You know, I was like, the only thing I didn't want was the chiefs to score on the first possession of overtime. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah no, no doubt. I didn't want. Yeah. Yeah. What was yeah. crazy is like the 49ers losing is better for my Instagram. Like for my, for my, uh, my memes I can post on my my friend's Instagram. It's a lot better when the 49ers lose because all my friends are 49er fans. <laughs> That's what you need. That's really what you need. Speaking of Instagram, see, uh, you know, uh, you only have about 13 days to watch the pilot for One Tree Hill and yeah. and and Instagram uh, story about Instagram it. Instagram story so, about it. So to pay off last year's bet. So are you any closer to making this happen? No, nah, I told you I'm waiting for Saya. Whenever Where's, she tells me, yeah. Whenever she tells me she can watch it, then okay. she, whenever she's got the time, then we are gonna watch it. You but guys, it will be before the Super Bowl for sure. Okay, yeah, because you know if it's not, then you have to watch the full first season. That's the, <laughs> the upgraded. That's, the, uh, that's take. the trade off. Yeah, that is. Now, see, we got to figure out what the bet is for this year, 
And last year, people came up with some great stuff. I think we should have them do it again. Yeah, we should have people come up with some stuff on, on the Twitter. Yeah. On the so, Twitter. I sound like an old the, man right there. Well, you know. <laughs> on the Twitter. On the Twitter. <laughs> if you, by the time, like, you know, our, our my daughter's I was about to say, 10, what is it going to be? It's going to be the Twitter. Yeah, It's exactly. going to be the Twitter for us. Like, gonna like, be, I, I yeah, can't even imagine what she's going to be walking around with, guys. Hopefully, social media is dead and never comes back. By then. Yeah, but right. I'm going to be like, man, I'm going to be just like, I'm going to be that, I'm going to be like Amish. No, if, if if you only have one kid, oh, she's the oldest. So you can wait, you can set the rule to whatever. Yeah. Like when yeah. little C was coming up, like he couldn't get a phone until he was 13. Good. You know what I'm okay, saying? Yeah. So yeah. you can, with the oldest, you can set the number and then that's the, did, you can say you, fucking 16 you if you want. Rule? Have you kept no, the 13 it got, it got younger and younger. Yeah, be like, see, that's what so I'm saying. Carson then they was 13. say, well, my friend had my, right? Jaden was 12. Saya was, Saya was 10, cuz, and Carter. Shh. They were both 10 years old when they had phones. I'd be nervous giving Carter a phone at 10, yeah. man. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> but, but Carter and Saya are also, they are like really, really, really rich kids. It sounds crazy. But yeah. Saya was born in the off season. We came here. You know what I'm saying? So she knows nothing other than this like life. us having yes, us yeah. having a lot of money. <laughs> so, so little C and Jaden kind of had like a normal childhood. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't as like like Sia never never flew on a, a regular plane until she was like six or seven years old. Cause oh my gosh, can you yeah, sense the so difference like, in the kids? Oh, absolutely. Bit? The two youngest are like, I mean, it's they're oh. money driven. You know what I'm oh, saying? That's funny. And the two that the two funny. oldest can care less. They can care less about money or or things or anything. That's really funny, man. That's really funny. It's crazy. I um, I I I hope that my future uh, kids know the 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 Saya and Carter life. But I <laughs> <laughs> they live. I want to come back as them. They lived. It. I don't want to come back as the player. I want to come back as the players' kids. Cause like, it's no it's pressure in that. It's a good life. <laughs> Let's PJ to Turks and Caicos. Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's the life I want. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Seriously. So, all right. Let's get people on the Twitter to tweet at R2C2 at, what's your, is your CC underscore Sabathia? Yeah. Yeah. At CC underscore Sabathia and at Ryan Rucco. You guys tweeted us what you think our bet should be for this year's Super Bowl picks. We'll reveal who we chose next week. Uh, who gave us the best option, and um, and then we'll make our picks next week on R two C two and see what do you think? Should the person who comes up with the best thing should we give them like we should a give them a paracletes something. Yeah. something? Yeah, what do you want to give them? them sign paracletes? Yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got extra shoes for sure. Okay, so we'll send a signed pair of cleats out, uh, a CC signed pair of cleats. I mean, I could sign those things if you want to, but you know, <laughs> CC is the signature you really want on them uh, of C's. Um, to whoever comes up with the best idea, the idea that we choose for uh, what our bet is going to be for this year's picks. Uh, with CC 13, me 12. So it's very much in play going into the Super Bowl. We'll see the biggest NFL story this week ends up being something that wasn't um, happening on the field in those Epic Games Sunday. And it's the lawsuit that Brian Flores, the recently fired head coach of the Miami Dolphins, uh, filed against the NFL, um, as well as other NFL organizations, alleging racism. 
And look, this has been, we haven't seen anybody take this step, right? But this has yeah. been a topic for a while when it comes to the, the lack of blackhead coaches in the NFL. But Brian Flores is, he, he's trying to actually impart change here. Uh, your reaction, see, to, to Brian Flores and this lawsuit. No, I think it's courageous on his part, you know, to be able to, you know, step up and put this lawsuit out there. Um, because I think we all know that the Rooney rule is kind of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everything that he's saying in this in this lawsuit and now we're hearing other stories, you know, Hugh Jackson's coming out saying stuff and, um, you know, Marvin, what was the, the guy that was the uh, uh, Marvin Lewis? Marvin Lewis is saying different things now. Um, so it's just... You know, I hope that everybody joins him in this class action suit and, you know, we get some real change in the NFL. It, it was it was weird to me that the NFL had already had, it's like they had a statement ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, we heard about the, the, the suit and then like two seconds later, I'm watching ESPN and then now the NFL's already got a, a, a statement out. The Giants have a statement out, Miami. So it's like, they're already like getting their story together and getting everything straightened up. So it'll be interesting to see if, if there's anything actually comes out of this, because mm. the NFL has already taken a hard stance on it without even any investigation. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, it's, it's courageous that he, you know, is doing this and he has a chance to get hired right now in this coaching cycle. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still interviewing for teams, you know, in this coaching cycle. He shouldn't be fired from Miami. He should still be the coach of Miami. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just uh, it's crazy, man, to, to see. You know, if you watch football enough and and you hear about Eric Bieniemy's name and what he's been doing with that Kansas City offense, but then you hear Kellen Moore. Like, Kellen Moore was was all teed up to be somebody's fucking head coach until they until they, he got exposed in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's crazy, man, to see how these, these guys just rise in the ranks so fast and saw these other black coaches that they pass up. You know, there was a lot of, interesting specifics and i think one of the things obviously that will be most interesting to people who dive into this uh you know story in the lawsuit and see some of the stuff that brian's been talking about or some of the evidence is the text exchange with bill belichick where that was he's he's indicating and and bill by the way he he's just reaching out saying like oh i hear you're their guy the problem but this is the thing though there's a club because because yeah. how the fuck is how, how's Bill in that? Like, he has no nothing to do with the hire, that the, the, the Giants well, are hired. he just like, may know people at both organizations, you Yeah, know? so that's bullshit. So there's a club that obviously, that obviously, that that the black guys aren't in, because, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, but, the, but the, for me, the, the real smoking gun of that exchange is that they know who's being hired multiple days before Brian Flores is ever interviewed. Yeah, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, Marvin, this Marvin is evidence Lewis, of that. Yeah, Marvin Lewis had the same story about in Carolina where they he already knew John Fox was about to get the job and they still called him down there just to, to, for the Rooney rule. Right. It's, it's literally to serve the rule. And right. it's crazy because we can all see it. You know, it's, it's yeah. uh, and it's been going on for years. And what's interesting, see, is we've all seen that people do this to use the phrase that's being used a lot right now, right? Just to check the box, right? They're not actually giving a real opportunity to a lot of these minority candidates who they're interviewing. And now we have actual, like this is the closest thing I guess we're seeing to hard evidence of what we've already known, you know, right? So that's where you think "Mm, maybe that is going to make some 
change. You hope so, because there's not, I mean, it doesn't get more concrete when it comes to that rule than somebody interviewing days after the decision's already been made. Hopefully we'll get more. And, you know, the NFL was so good at getting John Gruden's emails. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me see the rest of these teams' emails and shit, like some of these exchanges. The other um, really, I think, interesting specific from this that people are going to certainly uh, be shocked by or alarmed by or, you know, raise an eyebrow to or, or, or obviously just be upset by is uh, Brian Flores saying that Stephen Ross offered him an extra $100,000 a loss to lose games and improve their draft positioning. And that being the reason why he was actually fired. That is, I mean, that is, whoa, <laughs> listen, whoa, but listen, that, that's, that no, is it's horrible. big, horrible. It's fucking yeah. terrible, but guess what? If they would have lost enough games, they would have had Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're saying he should. <laughs> oh, my god. If they would have lost enough games that year, they would have had Joe Burrow. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it, that, that, I mean, that has to be investigated. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that, I mean, yeah. if, if NFL's tanking, if teams are tanking and guys are putting their bodies on the line every Sunday, this is not like, this is the guy's long-term health that they're going out there on Sundays and putting on the line. You know what I'm saying? Football's different than any other sport in that way because your shit could be over in one play at any time. So to actually try to lose games intentionally, it, that's the one sport that is just completely fucked up. Yeah, like that level of um, tanking would be. And, and the other thing is, I saw somebody make this point, and I thought it was actually an interesting point. It's not actually, uh, see, just um, like it's it's not as, I guess, uh, you know, front burner as the bigger issue at hand here. Um, but it was an interesting point. Nonetheless, if that actually happened with the incentivized to tank program uh, that um, Brian Flores was alleging from Stephen Ross is, you know, you also have formalized partnerships with gambling agencies now, you know, mm -hmm. and like you like that obviously really would mess with that aspect of things, too. So there I mean, first and foremost, there's obviously just the, you know, the spirit of competition and integrity uh, of the play on the field. But there's also other layers to how problematic that is. So there's a lot there from what Brian Flores is um, is alleging. And you know yeah. what? I give him credit for he went right on multiple shows this morning right too, this and morning, was yeah. like, "Hey, this is this is the deal. This is what's going on." And you know, he was willing to formalize uh, what a lot of us have known for a while. And in doing so, he's obviously risking his career as a young man in this field. So I give him credit for, you know, being willing to um, to, to risk that. And I, I hope he does still get a job because he deserves one. But he obviously knows there are no guarantees when you go and do something like this. And yeah. I, I appreciate his willingness to to, you know, put just say, hey, this is the right thing. This is what needs to be done. But if you look at this, just look at this coaching cycle and look at like, I mean, there has it was nine op openings this this time around and it's been five I think, it, I think it's four it's been five hiring so far and it ain't even been close to like a black guy getting hired you know what I'm saying like it, the shit is crazy man and it's the same recycled guys and Ryan Clark made a good point on ESPN I was watching he was just talking about people don't understand uh, systemic racism 
it's the Belichicks get jobs. You know, the Kyle Shanahan, like these guys, it's like fucking, it's in their family. What When you saw, I don't know if we talked about it, but like what when you saw Flores initially fired, what did you think? I thought it was insane that he got fired. To be honest, I think they, they won like the last eight or nine games in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, at the early in the season, I thought, you know, there was no chance that he was going to keep his job just because of the way they were playing. Tua wasn't playing well. And then everybody was waiting for them to trade for Deshaun Watson and all of that stuff, everything that was going on. And then just seeing them play the last, you know, eight weeks, the way they played, hard, inspired. Like, I was like, oh, he saved his job. You know what I'm saying? And then you hear that he was hard to work with and difficult and all this shit. And now you know why, because he didn't want to fucking tank and lose games. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything that was reported about him and everything, the way it shaked out, like, all his claims, I feel like, are true. You know what I'm saying? Just by how, if you, if you watched enough, how everything played off, played out, the way he's explaining it in his lawsuit, I, I mean, I think I think he's, I don't think he's lying at all, guys. I think mm. he's, I, I mean, I think he's telling the truth. Well, we're going to see. This is certainly going to be a big story uh, that has tentacles for a while. So I'm sure there's going to be plenty more to talk about for us uh, in regard to this and, and watching how things play out in the aftermath of this. But yeah, um, Brian Flores bringing to the forefront what we all have seen and felt and heard and thought for a while and really finally you know, being the person to put it out there in a, in a very formalized way. Um, and hopefully it does lead to the change that he's, uh, he's hoping it does because it's long overdue, obviously. Um, see, we also, speaking of, I guess this is sort of on the field, off the field news. Um, but we now have official word that Tom Brady has retired. He didn't go with the movie premiere like you were predicting, but he went with the, uh, the nine page, uh, Instagram post instead. What do you think about TB12 hanging it up, man? Shocked. Yeah. It's crazy. It's shocking that he's retiring. You know what I'm saying? Like I I thought it would I don't know. I don't I don't I didn't I didn't know when he would retire. I didn't, you know, I didn't have an idea. I thought it would be like an injury or something. And and maybe that's the way he, you know, he don't want to go out that way. You know, yeah. and and not being able to move around as much and, you know, almost being 45 years old, you know, that that you become a target sitting back there and watching Big Ben this year, bro, he took some shots because, mm, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. just, you don't want to see Brady doing that. It was hard for me to watch Big Ben a lot this year because he was just taking some real fucking hits and you don't want to see Brady going out like that. It's kind of how um, Brett Favre went out too, taking some big shots in that Saints game. So, I mean, kudos to him for being able to step away. It's so interesting because any 44-year-old, you're not surprised if they retire, but with him, you are, and that speaks to his greatness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that, you know, he has really, in a lot of ways, revolutionized um, fitness, nutrition, pliability, longevity in this sport to the point that we all not only believed he could keep playing, but he was still playing at such a high level that we just expected him to keep playing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's stunning. If you really think about it, that is stunning that he was at that level. But he he was, he is. He could um, be the MVP this year. Yeah, he could. He could, which is great. He led the league in passing yards. He led the league in touchdowns. And see, maybe there's a part of him, too, that's like, you know what? I know I can still do it. Let me leave 
let me leave now while I know I still can. Right? Like, yeah. I, did you feel that at all? Because you still you still could get guys out when you retired. Did 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 you take some solace in knowing? All right, I'm not like on my last thread. I'm not getting shelled out here. I'm still a useful member of this team, and I'm glad I'm leaving that way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's you know, that's how every athlete wants to see themselves go out. It never really happens like that. Yeah. But to have a little left in the tank and still be satisfied, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's one thing to still have a little left in the tank and then not be satisfied. Feel like you still need something to do out on the field. Like, yeah. there's obviously nothing that Tom Brady needs to do on a fucking football field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to be able to have one of your best seasons at 44 years old, lead the league in passing the touchdowns, and then just say, fuck it, I'm done. Like, that's some ball shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's some Tom Brady shit, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. Peyton Manning went out, like, he couldn't fucking throw a football anymore. Like, they won yeah. that Super Bowl because they was handing off to C.J. Anderson and that defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it would have been the Tampa Bay Bucks would have won the Super Bowl this year because of Tom Brady. Yeah. And for yeah. him to be able to walk off in that light, I mean, he's fucking, he's literally the greatest ever. Like, there's nothing else to say about the guy, guys. Like, but just know that he's still walking. It's like Mo. Like, just know that Mo can get you still get out to the big league game right now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's kind of an air, <laughs> like an aura to those yeah. athletes that can still fucking do it. Barry Bonds. Like, you put Barry Bonds in the game right now, I bet you he fucking walks three times and then gets a pitch and goes deep. Like, <laughs> he's just that guy. Like, yeah. Tom Brady's yeah. that guy, cuz. Like, even MJ didn't go out like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're right. It's, it's a spe- it takes a special type of athlete to be able to fucking walk away at the height. Not even at the height, just when you're still at your best. And, and, and not at the age of Barry Sanders, right? Not at, I don't know, what was Barry? 29, 30, 31, maybe? Yeah, not not at 31. Megatron, same thing, 31, 32 years old. This dude is walking away at the top of his game at 44. (laughs) Think about that. Like, it's so insane. And by the way, see, it's just funny because I was talking about how, you know, you still were a contributor, but I'm also then neglecting the fact that you literally rip my shoulder. yeah rip your shoulder <laughs> off on your final pitch you know but yeah. but but you had at least decided mentally before the season you're retiring and made it known before that happened we all know that you started to have second thoughts with how well you were pitching out of the bullpen but um but yeah your shoulder made uh <laughs> made it end made up the decision. Uh, moot uh but i but like the the greatness i always used to say this like true greatness is i know you're great but I still feel compelled to say it out loud as I watch you. That's how I felt watching Mariano Rivera. Obviously, I knew he was great. I watched him his whole career. He's amazing. He was so great that I couldn't sit there and not say it. It's how I felt watching Derek Jeter as well. I'm just like, my gosh, this guy's great. When you watch him every day, that's Tom Brady's greatness. And then to, to be so good that there's a unified consensus on you being the greatest of all time, wow. I mean, that is... That's how you know you're special, that nobody's out here trying to argue anybody else for greatest player of all time when it comes to NFL history. That's how unquestioned his accomplishments are. That's true greatness. He's true greatness. It's crazy, too, because it puts a lot of pressure on, like, Mahomes. It puts a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers, to be honest. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like standard that's here. Are you going to take care of your body like this guy to be able to go out and be that great for that long? You know what I'm saying? Or are you going to, like, sit here like us and do podcasts and talk shit and just <laughs> go into your body? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, he set the standard. So there's a lot of pressure on these guys coming behind them that are considered some of the best ever. Because Aaron Rodgers is considered one of the best ever. They already consider Patrick Mahomes one of the best ever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, these guys got to play into their 40s. I, I think Tom Brady, too. And I heard Alan Hahn talking about this today on uh, Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. And uh, I thought he, he – he, I won't word it as eloquently as he did, but I thought he made a really good point about the last – because he's a big Jets fan, and so he rooted against Brady forever. But so the last two years when he was free from sort of the – the hamstringing when it comes to media stuff of New England gave Tom Brady this avenue to likability that maybe he wasn't able to access when he was with the Patriots. You know, well, that's and I, not true. That's just New Yorkers. You guys hate but, Tom Brady, but but uh, but I don't anymore, and I used well, to. You, yeah, because you was a New Yorker. Well, you you don't hate him anymore because he but, went to Tampa and he's out of Boston. Gotcha. But like, okay, people so outside of New York, the tri-state area. Really like Tom Brady, cuz. It was but, just you guys. Okay. Like, <laughs> but he but he kind of used to be like no, smug and just whatever. Just to you like, guys, cuz. Like, uh, everybody always liked this guy. I don't know. You think so? Were you, yes, I do. I honestly do. I think I think people really like Tom Brady outside, think, of, outside of the tri-state area. I think going to Tampa helped his Q rating everywhere. For you guys. I don't know. I think for everywhere. Because I think also like the fact that then he won without Belichick, there was like this added level of respect to. But he's like, I listened to his whole Howard Stern interview after he went to Tampa at the beginning of the pandemic. It was so good. Like he said, I listened to him with Dak Shepard. We really, that's one I really would love for us to do, see. Because all of his, yeah. Yeah. Do you think we can make that one happen? We can probably make that happen. He, he's, He's got some. We could fly down to Tampa. We could do the interview at St. Petersburg. Um, he, <laughs> he's got some really, just like I love all his TB12 stuff too. His protein powder is terrific. It's it's truly fantastic. But he's, um, yeah. I mean, he he became a guy I used to root so hard against. And yes, there was a Boston element. Yes, to it, that's for a thousand. Sure. It's, it's only the for tri-state sure. area people that hate this guy, cuz. Yeah, but he's everybody real else likable loves to him. me. He became real likable. Like I don't know why, but he did. Well, I guess maybe just moving. I always liked likeable. him. I always liked him more than Peyton Manning because really, of, you were a Brady be, guy. Versus, I was, I was a, a I was guy. always a Brady guy because of like nothing was handed to this guy. I feel yeah. like everything was handed to the Mannings, like both of them. I mean, Peyton was really fucking good, obviously. Yeah. But like, like he came into the league, he still hadn't beat Florida. Like, ten, you know what I'm saying? Like, Tennessee won a national championship the year after he left. Like, yeah. T. Martin, T. Martin took them to the national. So like, it was like Peyton Manning. Peyton, like, he came in with all this hype, and I just, it was. I mean, he lived up to it. He was a great quarterback, but I just thought that like. You what like Brady the seventh turned, round pick who turned I like what into Brady turned into. Time. I like like Steph Curry. Like I like Steph. Well, yeah. Like what he turned into. Like nobody saw him being the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. Nobody saw Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of. Like he turned into that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, when when like like Joe Burrow, we knew he was going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. So it's just that element of like turning yourself into the goat. For I mean, me, that's set. Think about that as a as a cautionary tale and also a motivational tale for athletes, right? The greatest player in the history of the NFL was a seventh round draft pick. Think about that. I mean, like if if you're looking for a source of belief and you you feel like you've been overlooked and snubbed, I mean, you you can't possibly 
have a better example than the 199th pick of the draft becoming the greatest player in NFL history. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's great incredible. thing. It is, it's a, and it's, it's a great inspirational story, but I don't think there will ever be a person picked that low that, that we'll ever consider the GOAT. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it, it, it that, that won't. And I'm ever. saying, I'm saying seventh round, sixth round, sixth round. But, but I'm just six, like it's 199th pick, but sixth round. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's yeah, ridiculous. it's crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, see, we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up here on R2C2. Joe Buck's going to be on with us uh, for next week's episode. Aaron Judge is going to be on shortly after that. Um, we. Uh, we, of course, people can now rate the pod on Spotify, so make sure to do that. Give five stars. Um, and we need you definitely to be tweeting at us this week, as we mentioned, at R2C2 with what the stakes should be for our NFL playoff picks bet. Whoever comes up with the best uh, answer, the one that we choose for what the stakes should be for our bet, for what should be on the line, uh, if C wins or if I win, uh, we're going to send an autographed pair of CC's cleats to. So um, make sure uh, you, you tweet at us with what you think the Super Bowl bet stakes should be. Uh, and C has, uh, he's got about a week plus left to watch the pilot of One Tree Hill. Time, oh, yeah, it's coming up. Time's ticking. Time's ticking. <laughs> Big thanks to Bobby Wagner, Sadie Zillow, Devin Manzi, uh, all doing an outstanding job from the producerial front putting the show together. I want to give a quick shout out, too, to Robert Skelzo and his softball team, which is just a great name. The Washed Kings of Bergen County, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he is always showing love to the pod on his socials. Uh, he's trying to get you to come play for them. Uh, which, you know, maybe you Berg- become like a, a, a ringer for different, uh, yeah, for Bergen, different softball teams. Bergen is closer than Central Park, guys. I'm there sure. There you go. There you go, man. That's what I'm saying. You can go be a Washed King. <laughs> Just like LeBron, you know? <laughs> go be a wash king <laughs> lebron's still using that hashtag i think oh, as he shit. nearly leads the league in scoring um this guy's awesome he always gives the pod love and remember too guys uh we have our, our own uh, youtube page now too so make sure you're subscribed to that it's free just r2c2 on youtube so we'll be back next week new episodes every thursday bonus episodes as well joe buck coming up next week uh and our super bowl picks uh we'll see um you know, with me down one point to see how that goes. And we'll have the winner of the contest and what the stakes are for our bet. So make sure you get those tweets in at R2C2 on Twitter, at Ryan Rucco, at CC underscore Sabathia. Peace, everybody. Peace.